The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to For the Love of Reiki with Paula Vale. Reiki has been proven to bring you balance and peace, as well as improve your health. It's a healing method that works with other alternative methods, as well as conventional medical practices, to encourage and enhance personal healing on a number of levels. Now, to tell you more about Reiki and better health, here is Paula Vale. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of For the Love of Reiki. And happy holidays to everyone. Today, I am welcoming back Mitch Pogue. He recently did a show a few months back entitled The Four Ideals for Human Engagement. And it was so powerful. I had so much response from listeners, how much they enjoyed it. I had to ask him back. And what we will be discussing today is the relationship continuum. And last time we spoke about about the ultimate power, which is the will, today Mitch is going to be taking us into the greatest gift a person to give another. So let's begin, Mitch. Welcome and thank you. I'm so grateful. Thank you, Paula. It's great to be back. It's it's wonderful to be in your studio once again. Uh, Again, this is a nice space. It's comfortable. It's peaceful. It's very relaxing. And you can feel the goodness here. So it's a pleasure. I feel um, renewed just being back with you just for a few minutes already. Thank you. Thank you. And if you would like to take a moment... For the listeners which haven't heard your first episode, if you'd like to give everyone a little idea of, of yourself and and what brought you to to what you're doing and, and your what you're spreading this beautiful word. Well, it's it seems to be my my lot in life. Um, the four ideals for human engagement that we spoke of is something that has come up over the years. It seems like I've had the opportunity to to clean up messes, um, situations where people are struggling, uh, where businesses are, are challenged, and leadership, uh, ownership, management, and hourly associates are struggling with one another. And I have had the privilege of coming in as either a fellow associate or a, a new manager or leader, and I just love I think the word I the words I use now I love to swim in deep water. I love to get in the middle of situations where there can be there's tension, there's misunderstanding, and there's a lack of trust. And there's a divide where leaders, managers in a workplace need to accomplish so much work for their business to be effective. They are constantly 
working with the people to to motivate them and let's get this done. We need to get this done. And when push comes to shove and things become difficult, people begin to push and shove and, and command and control to make things work. Well, I think I've found in my heart from a very young age, um, human, be- human beings really don't like to be forced against our will. It really seems contrary to our nature to have to have someone make you do anything. If you remember even back to, to being children, when someone grabbed a hold of you and made you do something, boy, you just pulled against that. It was a, it was a challenging, very uh, difficult thing to experience, and for me especially. So over time, as I obviously grew up and into adulthood and began in the workaday world, I've always wanted to establish something that is unique, that is different than the way work has been going for so many decades now in, in our world. And um, it's been my pleasure to work through various companies now and actually experience extraordinary cooperation, extraordinary teamwork and that has produced historically the best results these companies have ever had. And in it, the magic, the key has always been People. People are first. It's when business or someone takes an idea, an organization, and suddenly something becomes more important than some person. And we begin to treat each other in ways that um, are not courteous or not respectful. And people manipulate and use one another to either gain money, prestige, power, or things to where uh, owners, leaders, those that have resources uh, will literally at times consider other human beings a resource for them rather than as a human being. And so my values, uh, the four ideals we spoke of last time, get back to the heart of human beings and life on this planet as being sacred, as being the most important, as being the most valuable thing that there really is, that human beings as we spoke about human resources uh, that's dealing with benefits. I mean humans as resources. We as a resource are the only resource, the only thing on the planet that actually continues to improve in and of ourselves. I love that. We are a resource. I love that. Yes. 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 And, And when capitalists business owners, business people want to capitalize. They want to take resources and transform them into something that people want and do the same thing with people. The habit has been to use the old paradigm of command and control. We spoke of last time the new shift in that paradigm to inform and engage. Inform and engage fits the natural makeup of a human being. To inform me, so that I understand, and then engage my will and my heart, now we can get about accomplishing anything together if we'll go that way. Rather than command me, force me, dictate to me, invite me, teach me, answer my questions, respond to me. That's the path uh, that I choose. That's what I have maintained for many years now and 
have been able to develop within organizations. And in a very short period of time, the team I'm working with or influencing becomes the most effective team around. And everybody begins to ask questions, what is going on here? How do you accomplish this? Well, bit by bit, the four ideals just surfaced. I was doing things intuitively, what I felt was naturally honest and loving and kind and appreciative. And I just knew what to say to someone. I would walk in and the day and I could see one of my fellow employees or or those that were working for me in that capacity. And I I could sense they needed something. And I would know what to say. I'd walk up to them and say, and they say, oh, how did you know I was feeling that way? And the appreciation would grow and their their mind, their energy would turn and suddenly they're proactively engaged and involved in the work at hand rather than being pulled through the job or working slowly or being distracted or even resisting. Some people will become rebellious when you're told or forced to do certain things. So that's it in a nutshell. And the four ideals lead to creating the ideal environment for human engagement to occur naturally without force, without coercion, it naturally happens when humans engage, their resource, their mind, their creativity, their energy, their power, their communication, and many begin to do this collectively and freely. The result is amazing. Everything that we have that is wonderful and good is a result of this. And so my dream, my desire is in the the blue-collar world, the day-to-day work world where we're trying to make money to have some resources to apply to our lives, to gain the things we'd like, to do things we'd like to do, to help others, becomes a natural and wonderful, fulfilling experience rather than, oh, I guess I have to go to work today. I'll punch the clock. I'll make my money. I'll go home. And that's that. I'm much more of the persuasion, we're going to spend eight, nine, ten hours together, more so than you will with any other person today. Let's make this wonderful. Let's let's have excitement. Yes. What, what are we going to create today? Yes. What's going to manifest and grow with our business and our our associates today? Yes. And human oh, beings, it's always new. And another mind, another perspective. Yes. It touches another perspective, and suddenly a new door opens, a new insight, and off you go. And next thing you know, you have iPhones, and you have. Uh, whatever else is is out there that's happening, when it happens naturally within the nature of our our beings, then it's great. And everything I teach, everything I do is that way. It's natural. It's simple. It doesn't take a long time. People get it because it really is just being a good person and being kind and courteous and respectful to each other. And it it sounds like you help them remember these techniques and to show the door how they can pull out these techniques and use those techniques instead of getting caught up in uh, I have to go work eight hours I'm going to be told to do this they can pull in these techniques which is basic humanity you know respect and and caring and free will and turn it the other way to positive and production. Yes, and and I'm confident in this many years of applying the principles, it works. It works every time. If you'll be genuine, you'll be sincere, be open, and you'll be honest and apply the four ideals, it works. It works every time. The only time I've 
I've seen that it does not is if someone is really struggling mentally or emotionally with some other issue in which they cannot concentrate and let themselves be natural and free, then it then it's a challenge and something else needs to happen. But out of a hundred folks, uh, maybe one or two yes. would not be able to respond or understand this. So knowing that it's natural, it works, then it must be true. It must be good in and of itself. I didn't create these things. I've become aware of them by living and trying to live well and giving others an opportunity to live well together in a, a, a gosh, one of my, yeah. a, a cooperative effort, a, a great creation. So to recap quickly, the four ideals are a foundation of courtesy and respect. Number two is servant leadership. Number three is operational excellence. And number four is measurement, accountability, and reward. They move up the line that way. One, two, three, four. And through one and two, you move very quickly. Number three, you begin to open up and improve things in tremendous ways. And number four, you commit to reward and share in the results. See, because when we engage ourselves, let's say I'm employing someone to do work for me in my business, and they truly engage themselves and they improve that business, they improve the product, they make a better relationship with our customer, I believe that person should be rewarded. I shouldn't just assume assume that the job they now have and the money they're already making is enough. They've improved it. They've made it better. Everything we do that becomes better by our engagement and using our resources to help should always, there should be a reciprocal reward coming back to us for having given and helped. I love that. Let's get that back where others want to take the profits, continue to keep wages low, or take advantage of this wonderful talent and ability, and sooner or later people stop giving because they're not receiving anymore. Human beings have hope. We live on hope that things are going to get better. So when I go to work and I work hard, I want it to become better, and therefore I get a reward that I can make my life better. Yes. That's extremely important to, yes. to bring those together. Now, what we'll talk about today and for the rest of the show is how the relationship continuum matches the four ideals. There's actually four steps in the relationship continuum. And this is critical because human beings live on relationship. Oh, yes, exactly. exactly. We live, we thrive on relationship, how we relate to one another, how we relate to those things around us, and a relationship that is good, flowers. And brings so much more energy and, and exponentially builds the, our love, our capacity, and, and our willingness to share with each other. But this is not easily done. Um, we are intricate. We are complex individuals and beings and also very simple at the same time. When we approach this subject, we talk about the relationship continuum. This is sacred ground. This is very sacred ground. And so to all the listeners, uh, I invite you to think of this. When you enter into a relationship with someone, whether it be a working relationship, a casual hello on the street, um, doing this show today between Paula and I, we are going to relate with one another. We're having a relationship. There's a continuum in this relationship. It begins with a foundation and it moves ever 
so carefully can be very quickly it moves and advances and it becomes very rich and fulfilling but if we're not careful it can also come apart very quickly and is very difficult from that point to rebuild you can gain trust over a long period of time and in a moment lose it if you're not careful oh, so that is true this is precious sacred beautiful ground that we'll talk about today I love that. And so we are going to carry forward where the ideals were first presented in the workplace. And then now we are going to go into bringing that into our relationships. And really our whole life is relationships, isn't it? Exactly. Exactly. The workplace is a relationship. Business, for some reason, wants to have everything very robotic. The robot just does what it's supposed to do. It, it doesn't become upset. It is not moody. It, it, it is always doing exactly what I want it to do. Therefore, just turn it on and do what I want and get the widgets and move on. I don't want to deal with the ups and downs and intricacies of, of human emotion and feeling. But yet... That's the power. That's something we need to learn to work with and to deal with. And what I want to present is something that's so simple. As you, as you listen, you will say, I, I've done that or I understand that. Perhaps not in this exact order, but you will understand this very, very well. And when you're done, you will have, when we're through with the show and you, you think about the ideals you'll hear today, you will have a greater sensitivity of understanding how sacred relationship is and how to allow it its space and its place to grow naturally and carefully. And when it does in relationship truly fruitions, now you'll have what I call the greatest gift. I love that. So we start in and we'll begin with with step one. What do you think, Paula? Yes. Well, before we do that, let's pop into a commercial And when we come back, everyone, here we go. Mitch is going to take us into relationships. Okay. Be right back, everyone. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Paula Vale of For the Love of Reiki has an exciting offer for you. However you may know of Paula, you now have the means of exposing your business through Paula's massive following. Starting at a very conservative $29.99 a month, you can advertise your products and services on Paula's directory. Ask about the priority listing and see what additional perks you can take advantage of. Act immediately to be exposed to millions. To apply, go to lovereikiradio.com and look for the practitioner directory sign-up page. Again, that's lovereikiradio.com. Hi, I'm Kristen Eichel. Join Paula Vale, host of For the Love of Reiki and I, along with millions of other Reiki and energy healers worldwide, as we create the World Reiki Circle for Wildlife. Beginning from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. this Saturday and the third Saturday of every month in your time zone, this healing wave of prayer and positive energy will ripple around the planet, creating a 24-hour wave of Reiki, love, and healing to all the members of the animal kingdom. Animals feed us. 
They clothe us. They comfort us and inspire us. We live with them in our homes and in our communities, and we send this healing wave of light to them to express our gratefulness to them for their gifts to all humanity. Please join with us as we create a new movement of Reiki energy with the World Reiki Circle for Wildlife this Saturday from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. Write to Paula to share your thoughts and experiences with Reiki. Paula at wellnessinspired.com. Are you ready to experience the wonderful healing benefits of Reiki? Paula Vale, host of For the Love of Reiki, one of the top shows on Voice America's health and wellness channel, has put together the Love of Reiki Practitioner Directory. It is a growing list of practitioners and teachers of Reiki and other healing modalities. Go to lovereikiradio.com to search for a practitioner or teacher in your area, as well as products and materials from around the world. Again, that's lovereikiradio.com. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You're listening to For the Love of Reiki with Paula Vale. We would love to hear about your Reiki stories as well as your questions about Reiki. Paula will answer questions and share stories on the show. Please send an email to Paula at wellnessinspired.com. Again, that's Paula at wellnessinspired.com. Now, back to For the Love of Reiki. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. And if you're just popping in, I am here with Mitch Pogue, and we are talking about the four ideals, which he discussed with us in a show several months ago, and it was so outstanding. He is here to now carry into that the relationship continuum, using these concepts in our relationships. So, Mitch, I'm just so excited to hear what you have to say. Thank you. Well, it's fun. This is, uh, this, perhaps this, we'll call this a holiday gift today that you're going to be able to unwrap. So let's unwrap each each step along the way, there are four stages in the relationship continuum, and they harmonize or are parallel to the four ideals we spoke of before. So let's begin with the first ideal, which is courtesy and respect. We treat each other with courtesy and respect because we value one another. We truly value one another. Therefore, when you think about your own valuables, we discussed this before. Something that's extremely valuable to you, you treat it with great care. You protect it. You, you watch over it. You make sure that it's somewhere in a place that's beautiful that, that you can see and present it. If you'll transfer that sense of value from the, the object or things that you value in your life and put that fully on a human being, courtesy and respect will be your natural response. It'll be the way that, that you speak the way that you look at someone. And when it comes to human relationship, a person does not like to feel less than or be considered less than another. You're right. And when you walk into a room or you're in a crowd or you're out on the street, you will, as you're walking and kind of interacting, you will get a sense from some people. They look right at you. Others look away from you. Others look up. And some you'll feel like, oh, they're so much more than I am, or boy, they think they're important. I'm nobody to them. Those feelings are in the air, though unspoken sometimes. Other times they're very direct. There are those that 
command stage so strongly in life that everything is beneath them. Everyone is beneath them. And sadly, we've met personalities like that, and they do a great deal of harm of hurting others just for themselves. And so that's something that's essential at the bedrock. We do not like to feel inferior or be treated like we're someone that isn't worth anything to another person. So when we, as we discussed uh, courtesy and respect, the first stage of this relationship continuum and how it begins, what's essential for it to, to grow, we spoke of the will and free will last time. The first step in the relationship continuum is free will. I enter this relationship freely. All parties do. And all parties are free to come and go without any strings attached. That's a biggie. Okay. Yeah. This is, this is the ground. And when I, when I come into an organization in which trust has been broken and people have been treated as inferior or less than, have been rudely treated, uh, roughly treated with anger, push, force, and threat, when I move into that environment and I'm open and I treat that person's ground, their space, them, when I look at them and when I come near to them, I, I walk up with a smile and an openness and a, I'm not leaning into, I'm, I'm back, I'm up. And so it's high and I'm free and you're free and I value you. Who are you? And when people see that and feel that from me, they look up and there's, there's a distinct look in their eye and there's a distinct look on their face in which there's pain and there's hope. At the same time, those that have been abused roughly, and you can relate this to animals too, when, when, a, when, a, when a dog, a cat, or other domesticated animals are treated so rudely and so roughly, they're ducking. They're hiding. They're not free. They are not free. So the first thing I do in any organization that I'm involved with or the groups that I deal with is that I come in very open. I am am defenseless. I am um, not a threat to anyone, and I want to make sure everyone feels that. With that look on the faces I see of those that are in pain or have been treated roughly, I see a, oh... There's almost an instant, oh, this feels good. Oh, I think I can trust this person. And then there's the pain again that goes, I've been down this road before. And they smile first, and then they stick you later. Mm -hmm. They get what they want by smiling and looking like they're nice and friendly. But when push comes to shove and things get tough, they'll be mean. And so I see that instant reaction that is normal for human beings to trust one another and to look for goodness and light in each other. And then there's the experience of being taken advantage of or treated poorly and it fights within the person and they struggle in that moment. My first job, my first goal is to help that person understand that I am completely genuine. I have no other motivation but to know them and to understand them. And accept them and, and, and celebrate who they are and, and what they are. And so when I come into an organization, I saddle up right next to somebody. I get to work. But I don't come 
pounding in with a directive course saying, well, this is where we're going. Everybody listen up. It's, hi, who are you? What's your name? I freely enter and I freely invite them to come on the ground. I do not demand that they meet me. If a person is somewhat shy and they stand back, I let them stand back. They're free. Yes. They're free. Maybe they're just a little, um, a little more quiet, a little more introverted type of person. They're going to need some time before they will open up and, and talk. I'm fairly open rather quickly. Um, thank my mother for that. She's the most open human being I know. Oh, I love it. And so it's a part of me. I love being open and meeting people. It's thrilling. I, I feel great. Love, joy, energy, sensing people around me. I, I get high on it almost. In, in fact, I do. That's a very natural high. So please understand, this is sacred ground, this beginning place. When you come in and when you're going to work with a relationship, be free, be open, be willing to allow whatever's going to be there. Okay? And let the other person have their free will. And, and, and some will come over quickly and come to know you. Others will stay back. Others will be in the middle. This is the place that you must allow this to be free. So, so you're allowing this free space. Yes. Where they yes. can step into it as far as they want to go. Yes. Yes, I love that. This can be a friendship relationship. My specialty, the place I work the best in this is in the working environment. And where I come into a new place and they aren't sure of you. You're the new person. What are you going to do? Well, you don't walk in and suddenly go, hi, you, hi, you, hey, and step over on everybody's ground. You don't run in and take over their space. You come in softly, carefully, perhaps with some energy and a smile that's you, but not overboard. Yeah. Not at all. Now, what do you do next? Well, if you just stand there and smile, it gets a little bit uncomfortable in the workplace, there's something to do. We are working. We're in a warehouse putting things away. We're receiving things. We're picking things and packing them to ship. We're cleaning. We're, there's all kinds of activities to do. So here's your first step. You come in freely, and you allow that environment to be, and you don't take over anything. You begin to watch and ask questions. How long have you been here? And you get to know names. Courtesy and respect, I know your name. I know I value you enough to know your name, Paula. And so I spent in one particular position, I had 65 employees all working together very quickly during a holiday season, just like the season we're in now, rushing around, rushing around. And I came in new to that season. The manager almost asked me to wait till after the new year because it was so busy. I said, no, no, put me right in the middle of the fire. I want to know how it is when everything is going crazy around here. I want to feel it. And I just walked and watched because there were those that understood how to direct the work. I was the new manager coming in. I did not have to take the reins. There was nothing that I would do that would change the operation at that moment. I wouldn't even try to do that without permission. So I'm going to stay back and smile. And in two weeks, I memorized first and last names of all 65 people and introduced them to each other. Oh, my gosh. There were some that had worked there eight weeks, ten weeks together and still didn't know each other's names. It was, hey, you, hi, and off they went. I memorized all their names and started introducing to each other. That was the game I played that showed courtesy and respect and a free will and a kindness. And those that took it readily, it was great. I was right up there with them. Those that stood back, I just smiled and let them keep their distance. It's like a cat. 
we all know you don't rush up on a cat and go, hi, yeah. maybe the dog. Not, yes, but even the exactly. dog, sometimes you don't do that. You look in their eyes, you understand their space. But cats, you move toward them, what do they do? Yeah. They move yeah. away. Yes. Cats own their space. Yes, cats decide who's allowed and who they're <laughs> going to allow yes. to pet them. You can pet me now. <laughs> when they finally decide, you don't move in on them. People were very much the same way. We have our space, some are open, some are back. You need to learn to be free and free will and allow all those wills to be owned by the individual person. So I'm not going to ask for their will. I will not command them or demand them unless there's something that there was safety or there's a hazard. I might say, hey, we, excuse me, we need to do this. Yes. But I will not command someone at this particular space. In fact, it's very rare that I ever command. Again, it's usually for um, safety's sake. It's never to get something done. I do not have to command people. Um, When you learn these principles, you simply inform, engage, and run. It, It off it goes. Okay. With this space of now we're free, I'm not demanding that you get to know me. I'm demanding that you relate to me. I'm just, hi, I'm on, hi, who are you? Nice, move in, move out, move back. Moving around the floor, becoming acquainted. How long have you been here? Are you a student? Becoming to know their lives and then they freely begin to share. That's our first environment. Relationship begins there in a free space, okay? Now, the next step, it will move from free will, if you're genuine, and this is what I always do. Now, listen, here's, here's the key. If you're the leader, subordinate yourself to the most menial task at the job. Okay, think about that. I'll repeat it. Subordinate yourself to accomplish the menial job, the, the most simple job, or what people consider to be the low job. So let's say that's the janitor. Let's say there's a young man taking out the trash while other more advanced workers are picking and packing. Yes. Okay. Typically in a work environment, the person taking out the trash is not treated the same as the person picking and packing and putting in the environment because it's a low job. You're the person that cleans the toilet. You're a low person because it's a low job. No one likes to feel inferior and there are no low jobs. Right. It's a okay. team. It's just different jobs. Yes. And, yes. and I remember your story about bussing tables. Yes. And you spoke to me about yes. as an owner of a restaurant, you were cleaning the tables yes. and the customer's like, what are you doing, Paul? And yes. you say, I just love to serve. Yes. And you win what? You win the goodwill yes. of the people. So that's step two in the relationship continuum. You go from free will. You're not demanding anything. You're allowing it just to be there where people can feel things and decide where they're going to allow themselves to be to express and what I'm going to ask of others. We're, we're finding this wonderful free space, no push, no shove, no force, no manipulation. I'm not going to use tricks on you. I'm simply going to be in the same space and we'll share it together in a free will. When we connect and I'm able to do something for you, the, wow, that was a nice thing for you to do. Goodwill's created. Yes. Goodwill. You go from free will to goodwill. So my first spot in in a particular business, everyone's picking and packing very quickly with carts and moving all over this very large warehouse. There there were 900 people in that building, and I had 60 of them in this compact space going 
going back and forth, I noticed there were things in the way, like little garbage cans, and there was garbage on the floor that had been spilled because you don't have time to stop. Right. I decided, as a servant leader, because what's the second of the four ideals? Servant leadership. Yes. Courtesy and respect, servant leadership, free will, goodwill. When I serve as a leader, I create goodwill. But it must be genuine. It cannot be manipulative. Oh, I'm going to do this so I can get you to do that. Must be genuine. It must be genuine. And so I look over and I, I organize the area and change the corner where so many were passing and it was congested. And a person looked and said, what are you doing? I said, well, I thought I would clean up to make it easier. Thank you. Yes. That was been in the way all evening. You're welcome. I'm not as smart as you guys are at picking this kind of thing at this point. I really don't understand the procedure, but I can certainly help clean up a little bit around here if you think that's okay. Oh, yeah. Nobody's ever done that before in your position. I've never seen a manager pick up the trash. Do you hear that? I've never seen the manager pick up the trash. When a manager refuses to pick up the trash, they're saying that is beneath me. Yeah. And that's the message. And I'm superior, and the person who has to pick it up is inferior. Yes. You will never have goodwill between human beings who consider one another inferior or superior. You you cannot. It's impossible. How can you have goodwill if someone's in a higher, thinks they're in a higher position and has greater privilege than you just simply because? Because why? I have a position. I have money, I have power, I have a physicality that's bigger than you, then I can now be more and you have to be less than. This is essential. I then subordinated myself and my role as a manager to be the the cleanup kid. I was working with 18-year-olds. I'm in my 40s at the time and they couldn't believe it. Well, those 18-year-olds, we were having a great time. Is I could do that job. It's easy to learn those jobs. And I wanted to learn it from the ground up so I could relate. Yes. Instant goodwill with the ones that are considered less than. And exactly. Then you can relate. Relationship. You put yourself there. Yes. You, you know? Bingo. You're, you're yes. spot on, Paula. There's Thank the word. You. I can relate. And now that yes. I can relate to you and you can relate to me, we have a relationship that's yes. beginning. Yes. Isn't that cool? It is. It is it so is. cool. I, <laughs> it is, it's wonderful to do this. I, I'm on my favorite ground when I'm working with a new group, and I'm working in and, and, and learning, and I begin to subordinate myself. And they, Another place I went, I watched a man who was retrieving boxes and, from a pallet and putting them on a conveyor belt. And I walked over next to him. I was my second day on, my jo- on the job as the manager of the whole shift. I watched him for a minute or two got an idea of what he was doing, and then thought, okay. I picked up a box, and I said, where does this, how does it go? He says, well, on the line, and make sure the barcode is pointing toward the reader. That's to the right. Okay, I put one on, I put another on. I started bending my legs and getting in there, and I really started heaving boxes with this man. He turned to me, and he says, what are you doing? In that tone, what are you doing? I'm helping. I thought this would be a great way to learn the job. And he goes, I've been here 20 years and I've never seen a manager touch a box, oh. let alone pick one up and put it on the line. Oh. I said, well, great. You just met your first manager that yes. loves to do that. Yes. <laughs> Teamwork. Oh. It, 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 instant goodwill. Instant goodwill. Right? Now instant he starts goodwill. to open, but he's looking over out of sideways at me as he's working. Because why? 
He has dealt with those who will come and smile and shake your hand and learn something and then take advantage of you. Yeah. So he's waiting for the other, what we call the other foot shoe to drop. Yes. There's a, there's a, he has another agenda behind what he's doing. This is superficial. That's what they're thinking because they've witnessed it. Yes. Superficiality in a proposed relationship just to get what I want out of you. I'm not relating to you. I'm taking from you. But you, you I'm relating, and we're going to relate all the way. Yes. And I will never break this sacred trust of a relationship. I love it. Very powerful. It. Oh, love this, Mitch. Well, I'm afraid we need to pop into another commercial, everyone. Don't go anywhere, and we will be right back with more great inspiration from Mitch. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Hi, I'm Kristen Eichel. Join Paula Vale, host of For the Love of Reiki and I, along with millions of other Reiki and energy healers worldwide, as we create the World Reiki Circle for Wildlife beginning from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. this Saturday and the third Saturday of every month in your time zone. This healing wave of prayer and positive energy will ripple around the planet, creating a 24-hour wave of Reiki, love, and healing to all the members of the animal kingdom. Animals feed us. They clothe us. They comfort us and inspire us. We live with them in our homes and in our communities, and we send this healing wave of light to them to express our gratefulness to them for their gifts to all humanity. Please join with us as we create a new movement of Reiki energy with the World Reiki Circle for Wildlife this Saturday from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. Write to Paula to share your thoughts and experiences with Reiki. Paula at wellnessinspired.com. Are you ready to experience the wonderful healing benefits of Reiki? Paula Vale, host of For the Love of Reiki, one of the top shows on Voice America's health and wellness channel, has put together the Love of Reiki Practitioner Directory. It is a growing list of practitioners and teachers of Reiki and other healing modalities. Go to lovereikiradio.com to search for a practitioner or teacher in your area, as well as products and materials from around the world. Again, that's lovereikiradio.com. Paula Vale of For the Love of Reiki has an exciting offer for you. However you may know of Paula, you now have the means of exposing your business through Paula's massive following. Starting at a very conservative $29.99 a month, you can advertise your products and services on Paula's directory. Ask about the priority listing and see what additional perks you can take advantage of. Act immediately to be exposed to millions. To apply, go to lovereikiradio.com and look for the practitioner directory sign-up page. Again, that's lovereikiradio.com. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You're listening to For the Love of Reiki with Paula Vale. We would love to hear about your Reiki stories as well as your questions about Reiki. Paula will answer questions and share stories on the show. Please send an email to Paula at wellnessinspired.com. Again, that's Paula at wellnessinspired.com. Now, back to 
for the love of Reiki. Thank you, everyone. Welcome back. All righty, Mitch. Let's just jump right back in there. You, you, you caught me mid-sentence when you said, relate. <laughs> relate. There's the root word of relationship. You're relating. So yes. you see that? It's just like a, it's a big eye-opener. There's an enlightenment right there. So steps one and two in the relationship continuum are free will, where I can freely engage someone the way I want to. and I'm not being forced to interact, but I relate in my way. And the person who learns this as a leader um, learns to be very graceful and very gentle, but simple. You don't have to work at this. Just be natural. Be yourself and, 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 and relate to the person. Find out what they're about and relate a little bit of yourself. Give yourself some ground. Then look for the chance to serve. As soon as you serve, you've touched that heart of goodwill. Mm-hmm. And now we have something to relate to that feels good. You care about me. You valued me. I saw it in your eyes. But then you just reached over and did something for me that you had to sacrifice. I had a particular gentleman that was angry in one place, and he just would not open up. He was angry Um, by relating to him and having free will with him and finding his ground. I found out his son had a particular desire to be involved in an activity that would cost $1,500. There was no way he could provide it. He was upset he could not. He was looking for a way to do it. I went to our HR group and said, here's this man and his son, and they want to do this. Is there anywhere in the company we could find some funds that would sponsor this young man to be a future leader? And the HR person talked to the regional director who talked to the vice president of a multinational company. I'm talking a very large company. And the next thing we know, a grant came back for that money, and I went to Mr. Grumpy, who was angry, and said, hey, how about this? And he nearly wept. His eyes moistened, and Mr. Grumpy became Mr. Happy because I related to him, and I served him in our goodwill. Now, do you think – here's number three. Free will and goodwill, when it has a chance to, so we say, percolate, when it, like a good sauce, a spaghetti on yes. the, it starts to, the flavors really start to mix. Yes. It grows into a relationship of trust. Trust, yes. This is the third step in the continuum. And it relates to operational excellence in the four ideals. Trust that you'll do something, that you'll keep your word, that your caring for me is real, and you'll go out of your way. You'll, you'll sacrifice for me. We will always reciprocate that kind of thing back to others because we care. Yes. Not because we feel beholden, because, again, we're a free relationship. This is free yes. will. I'm not going to do this and say, well, now you give me mine back. I freely give. You freely receive with no terms that you must repay me in any way. That's beautiful. When you work through those things and you start to have more experiences with a person, the relationship grows into trust. You begin to speak more openly. You call each other. Maybe you go to lunch. You start to set plans. And you move deeper into this wonderful continuing relationship or the relationship continuum. This is a place that's very important. Not only do you learn to trust me, that my motive is right. I don't have another agenda. You become very open, you become very free, and you start to relax. And your energy and your power, your engagement, you as a resource starts to flow. Then you want to do things. Now, I need to extend trust to you. I'm the leader, and I'm going to say, I trust you. Because in business, many people are hired to do what they're told to do, and that's it. Mm -hmm. 
You cannot tell a human being that's designed to improve to stay and do the same thing over and over and over and never improve it. It drives you crazy. It will make you crazy. You need to improve. I need to expand. I need to grow. It is my nature. It is human nature to always grow. So when we get these goodwill feelings and a trust grows, I'm going to start saying, hey, why don't we try? Well, then as an owner, a leader, a manager, a lead with other people, I need to engage them now and allow them, trust them with their ideas yes. and let them apply their ideas and learn. It's a little scary yes. because when someone who's been held back for a while opens up, it's a very big can of worms and it starts to go everywhere. And if you're not careful, you'll try to control them, put them back in their box. You have, this is where you have to maintain free will and goodwill. And say, hey, I get it, and give a little bit of direction. This is, you know, you have a good idea, but that can complicate things over here. Oh, I didn't think of that. But I love this. Let's try this. As you engage this way, your relationship continuum grows, and you start to create things together, and your trust grows. And everything, everything excels. And I, yes. I have to ask a question, because yes. this just came to mind. Because I have heard people say, over the years, occasionally, someone that's, let's say, the president or the boss, well, I can't have a relationship with my employees because then I'm not in charge or I'm not the leader. What do you say to that person? I, <laughs> I want to say to them there's another way, and you mm-hmm. can absolutely have a relationship. The sticky part, and maybe that'll be a future show, Paula, uh-huh. if we get off into those weeds over there, If you're too close, they think you'll become sentimental and emotionally tied, and you will tolerate ineffectiveness or poor performance. Therefore, you're not a leader anymore, and you can't demand the type of performance that's expected because you've become soft. Everything about the four ideals in the relationship continuum is not soft. In fact, it's very powerful and very direct because you're so honest. You can have goodwill with each other, and I can also... Hold you accountable. But guess what? I invite the employee to hold me accountable as the boss, the manager, the owner. We're being held accountable to principles and good things. And if I step out of line, I would expect to say, hey, hey Mitch, that's not, that's not quite you today. Are you okay? But we don't. It's kill the messenger. When the boss is angry, grumpy, and powerful and someone has a message to say something's wrong, they won't listen to them because they're not allowed to. They're inferior. I'm not listening to you. Well, in this third step of the relationship relating to each other and building, we're going to ask, what are your ideas? You've been doing this for 15 years. Do you have some ideas? Oh, yeah, I've been telling them for 15 years. Do I have ideas? Great. Can we start writing them down and working on those? Trust builds, trust builds, trust builds. Well, now we've opened it up. We're starting to create. The energy is getting bigger. Just like the four ideals, you have the first three. The fourth one is the capstone, the key that holds it all together and perpetuates it. You can move quickly through the first three. If you don't complete number four, it will go back to what it was and may not even be free will anymore. We will go only so far before we get to the greatest thing that I will give you and you will give me. And when we began the show, I said we talked about the greatest power on earth is the human will. The greatest gift a person can give to another is number four in the relationship continuum. When you've built free will, you have goodwill, you have trust. Yes. The last thing you can give and the most powerful thing you can give is loyalty. Oh, my goodness. 
Yes. Being loyal. Yes. And that means I have your back. And when I say that, I say that with a look in my eye and my eyebrow up that says, through thick and thin, you can count on me. Yes. We are friends. We have a relationship and a bond that can never end. And I believe it's the greatest expression and power of humans with our will when we bring it in. And I willfully and freely give you that kind of loyalty, all that I am, for your sake. And how does that make you feel, Paula, knowing there's someone that's there giving you all they have for your sake? How does it make you feel? Oh, fantastic. And it makes me want to be loyal to you. Yes. 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 Now you've found this this magic. Yes. My teams will become so loyal, they'll virtually do anything. And I remember one, one night uh, with a particular team, we've, we had built our relationship to the continuum. It was very powerful. Our trust was very high and loyalty was beginning to, to come in. And I was so loyal to my team, I refused to demand of them a performance that was impossible. Now, it takes a lot for me to say it's not possible because when people say impossible, I jump up and say, let's go do it then yeah. because there's got to be a way to, to, to accomplish this. But when it's too much to ask. I'm very honest with the team and say, that's too much. I'm not going to ask you to give that much. I want you here in a good spot where you're giving, you're working, but you're not wearing yourself out. I don't want you to kill yourself for the company. You're hired. We have a relationship of employment and you're receiving wages for your work, but I don't own your life and I can't take the essence of your life without your will, but I don't even willfully want you to give that much all the time. It's not wise. It's not good for your body. I'm loyal to you. I won't let you do something that hurts you, and I wouldn't do anything to hurt you, okay? This one night, my wonderful team, we had accomplished great things that people thought we were we were the second shift, the night shift, those other guys, oh, that night shift, they're always those, you know how that happens in business. It's the other shift. It's the night shift. They're, they mess around. They never get, they don't do it right. We were, we were overcoming that false reputation and, and had stepped up and become a great team. And this one particular night, I had a young man that I had worked with, and we had gone through this relationship continuum. We built a lot of trust, and we were so open with each other. We actually really almost had a knockdown drag out one night sharing our feelings strongly about how we felt of something. But as we did, it opened even bigger because what? We did it freely. We did it out of goodwill, not out of anger. And it built our relationship. The continuum expanded to loyalty. This one night, I turned to the team and I said, you know, we've done a lot. We've climbed a lot of mountains in getting the work done here. Tonight, I think it's just too much. We're not big enough. A few people called out. So let's just land it here and we'll let a little bit carry over. This one young man looks at me and he says, no. (laughs) And I looked over at him and he was a little bit sweaty. Uh, you could wear a tank top. It was a kind of environment where you could be casual because you yeah. needed to work quickly. You needed to be comfortable in your clothes. So we allowed that. He just looked at me and he defied. He said, no. <laughs> and he looked at the team and he says, come on. Let's do he it. He had no formal authority, was not a lead, anything. He was what you would consider a peer worker. Yeah. He took over. <laughs> he took over that team. And when they were coming down to crunch time and the computers were shutting down automatically, uh-huh. you could reboot and it'd leave you in for another three minutes. Uh-huh. And he kept, reboot, 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 get that one, get this one. He directed, I just stepped, stood back and watched it. And he came out a, uh-huh. a, a ball of sweat and he was high-fiving and that team was laughing like and smiling. 
and it was it was that was absolutely extraordinary. Um, what a story! The four yeah. ideals do that. It, it, the last, the fourth ideal is measurement, accountability, and reward. Well, how do I measure him? What was? How could I count for him? What a marvelous night! And what reward did I give him? I gave him a great raise. I started giving him responsibility because he performed. I was being loyal for his loyalty. When you see a human being who throws back, who takes off the ropes, takes off the harness, takes off everything and says, we will do this or I will drop. Yes. My will is engaged. My power, my resource, you cannot stop me. It is yes. magnificent. It is powerful. It is wondrous. It is moving. It is motivating. It is, it is life. And I'm telling you, I've witnessed that in the belly of a 500,000 square foot warehouse on the third floor in the middle of the night. People refused to give up because they were so loyal. They were so loyal. There's the greatest gift. That's the thing. It's the loyalty to truth, to person, to relationship. This is, I will not leave you behind. I will not hurt you. You will not hurt me. Paula, when this is engaged, the four ideals with these four steps of the relationship continuum, you get to every single time. Listen to me. Every single time, if you'll be genuine, You'll have the most extraordinary performing team you have ever had, and you will be happier than you've ever been. Oh, I love that. This fantastic inspiration to take in forward. And here we are in the holidays, going, getting ready for a new year, something we can all pull into our lives. I just want to say thank you, Mitch. This was absolutely fantastic. Our hour flew by. Again. Yes. Thank you, Paula. Thank you. What a great experience. Thank you to our listeners in the U.S. and around the world. Love, hugs, and blessings, and happy holidays. Thank you. Thank you again for tuning in to For the Love of Reiki. Please join your host, Paula Vale, again next Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel to learn more about your better health.